For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hot takes for you on this Whoa, program. Okay, this today. is not first take. I can handle 90 minutes of hot takes. Uh, that's fair. Three hours? No, yeah. sir. 90 minutes? I'm all over it. I can also handle seeing more of our teams win bowl games. Yeah, absolutely. Last night, ECU takes care of business in Birmingham. That's right. First time since 2000, the 2013 season, ECU picks up a bowl win 53-29 over Coastal Carolina. And it's not that ECU won the game. Mm-hmm. It's not that Holton Aylers, fifth-year senior, local kid, had, yeah. a, had a great game and a great moment to go out on. That was cool. You know what it was, Dennis? And no one's ever confused me for an ECU fan. And, okay. and, and I, I do. They. But the, the Pirates are passionate. All yeah. right? Oh, yes. And I actually am I'm one of those people who I like it when ECU's good. Me too. And going back to this even before Steve Logan days, I like seeing them not only win a bowl game, but put a 50 on somebody yeah. in a bowl game. Like, that just felt right. It did. It did. It did. It was nice because the state, the North Carolina, a North Carolina-based team, beat a South Carolina-based team. I'm always for that. I was learning this yesterday. You learned this yesterday. You you have beefs with state flags and South South Carolina in general. Yeah, I do. Okay. I mean, they did fire on a federal fort and start a a civil war, so. Whatever. You know, I mean, that's part of their legacy. Yeah, sure. It is. But back to the game itself, I think, like you mentioned, Holt Naylor's local kid. Had been a that game, starter man. had a game had had a great game, you know. Honestly, he might find himself on a on a in a training camp. I doubt he's going to get drafted. He might find himself in a training camp as a fourth guy who might play in some preseason games. But honestly, for him, that might be it in terms of his competitive football career. And to go out on that note, for him, the, the yards and the amount of points that he put up, fantastic way to end your career. And you know what? He'll never probably have to buy a meal at Sup Dogs ever again. Uh, let's hope he didn't have to before that. But uh, 300 yards last night, five touchdowns in the air. He also ran for a touchdown. ECU wins 53-29. They finished season eight and five. So I, I want to ask the question about Duke and Carolina. Duke mm-hmm. playing right now. They have a 10-7 lead over UCF in the Military Bowl. Carolina plays at 8 o'clock tonight, plays against Oregon. My question for you, and I'll, we'll ask about Duke and Carolina. What does it mean for ECU to win the bowl game in the way that they did last night. What does it mean for them? I mean, because we've seemed to have lost what bowls mean and what they don't mean. That also felt very old school. I yeah. mean, most of the ECU guys played. They looked good, and they even Holton Naylor's talked about all the time off they had to get ready for the game was great. So what does it mean to ECU to win the game? For ECU, I think it's the fact that you mentioned. They haven't won a bowl game since 2013. Right. Okay, so it's been nine years, nine seasons. Yeah. For them, it's big in taking the next step to where we know or expect their program to be, right? Because now the expectations, okay, you had eight wins this season, including the bowl game. The expectations now, you should win nine next season. If not regular season, at least in the bowl game. So for them, it's taking the step in the right direction. It's taking the step in the right direction for Mike Houston and what he's trying to build at East Carolina. I always say with bowl games, it's relative for every individual school. It's relative for every team. Like if for Carolina today, if they lose, okay, fine. I don't think it really – if they get blown out, that's a different story. Duke, that game I think matters more for Duke. The game they're playing right now, they're up 10-7. That game matters more for Duke than what UNC, their bowl game. I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but 
Again, it's all relative. East Carolina specifically, this is a big stepping stone for their program. And I mentioned yesterday, they compete against Coastal Carolina for recruits. Coastal Carolina, a lot of people are going to look and say, well, they got a new head coach, their quarterback's leaving as well. This is a reset for what that program has been built to over the last five years. East Carolina can sit there and say, hey, guys, they're rebooting. We're taking it to another level. So I think a win like that yesterday, I think it's big for ECU and good for them because I think if they're good, I think it helps State, it helps Carolina, it helps Duke. Because if they're good, that means that the other schools, the triangle schools, have to raise their game to to stay above them. Here's ECU coach Mike Houston on the Pirates' win over Coastal Carolina. I just, uh, you know, what a what a great night for Pirate Nation, and uh, just uh, so excited for our players, uh, excited for our fans, excited for our institution. Um, you know, this is this has been the goal since we got here was to to get uh, get ECU back to uh, you know winning winning and back to being in bowl contention and back to winning bowl games. And so uh, tonight's a very significant achievement for a lot of people. And just I couldn't be more proud, not only of these two up here, but of you know this entire senior class because, you know, they've been here since day one. Uh, and, you know, they, they'll tell you uh, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. And uh, we probably got mad at each other a lot, especially those first couple of years, but we stuck together. And uh, just appreciate their leadership, appreciate their dedication, and appreciate the way uh, they prepared our team tonight. It's Mike Houston after ECU's 53-29 win over Coastal Carolina. Coastal's quarterback did play. It was a pretty, it was a good game in that first quarter. Yeah. Grayson McCall uh falls on his head on a on a touchdown. Did they yeah. did the right thing. I loved seeing what they did actually. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play for them next year. He's already said he's not playing for them next year. He has basically they put him in the concussion protocol. They didn't try to do anything crazy with him. He sat out the rest of the game. Also, it gives their next quarterback a chance to get some reps, too. But I was I was happy to see that because a lot of what we're doing now with bowl games is, well, I'm in the portal. I'm not going to play because I, I want to be ready for my next team. Or I'm not going to play because I'm, I'm going to get ready for the the NFL draft. Sure. And I, I don't blame anybody who says, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, that's when Christian McCaffrey did it all those years ago in the Sun Bowl. It was like this big outcry. Yeah. Because oh my God, you quit How on dare. you quit on your teammates How and, and you're not committed you? to them. And it's like, hey man, cool. I gave them in Christian McCaffrey's case the other three years of my career. Mm-hmm. And now I want to do what's best for me. Because we saw the the linebacker who ended up from from Notre Dame ended up playing for the Dallas Cowboys, tore his ACL, cost him a bunch of money. Yeah. So nobody wants to be that guy. Jake Butt, who played at Michigan, it was a tight, tight end. end. A lot of people were projecting him maybe first, if not second round pick, tears his ACL, drops all the way down to the later rounds. He's not even in the league anymore. So Carolina tonight taking on Oregon out in the Holiday Bowl. That game's at 8 o'clock. They're a two-touchdown underdog because basically their whole defense has said we're in the portal. Most of them are not playing. Drake May is playing. Josh Downs, the All-American receiver, not playing. I I still think this game is going to be a a, a shootout, a bonanza, Mm -hmm. a points bonanza, a true Holiday Bowl. I'm a little bit older than you, but when I was growing up, there weren't a lot of games on TV, all right? And you you almost never saw West Coast teams other than the annual UCLA-USC game and whenever USC played Notre Dame. So it was a real treat to see BYU show up in the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. And they did every year with every Norm Chow's offense. And they slung that thing around the yard like no one else, okay? If you don't follow college football, BYU was the precursor. BYU is where Mike Leach, you know, learned the air raid offense yeah. or, or – evolved the air raid offense off of what BYU used to do. So it was a real treat to watch the Holiday Bowl growing up. So I actually think tonight's game with Carolina and Oregon has that type of potential. 
I don't know a ton about Oregon. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I watched the Oregon State game. I know they lost to their rival. I watched them against USC. I watched them against Utah. So I, I watched them some as a top 25 voter. But it, I don't know the ins and outs of them. It's interesting, though, to hear Mac Brown talk about Dan Lanning because Dan Lanning, remember, was Georgia's defensive coordinator last year yeah. when the Dogs won the national championship. Lanning gets up in the first game. He gets his doors blown out by Georgia down in Atlanta. But this is Mac Brown talking about the first-year Oregon coach. Uh, we're excited to, to play Oregon. Dan's done an amazing job. Um, first-year coaches, it's, it's really hard. You didn't recruit most of those guys. And, and he goes out in his first game and has a tough game with Georgia and, and then pulls them all back together and regroups. And, and that could have been a, a, a turning point for him in a bad way because he didn't know a lot of those kids. And he's done an amazing job of pulling it together and keeping it together and putting himself in a, in a position to have a great team. So what we look at this game is we're trying to take another step in our program. Uh, you got Notre Dame, um, top 10 team. You got Oregon, top 10 team. You got Clemson, top 10 team. For us to get where we want to go, we've got to play the best to be the best. Again, I like the Heels' chances tonight, at mm -hmm. least to put some points up in that game. I don't know what Oregon's motivation is. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I know Carolina's missing most of their defense. Their defense wasn't that good this year. Yeah. So the, these these new guys could be hungry. They could show up in this game, and they could show out. Chance to prove yourself. Simple as that. Absolutely. You know who doesn't need to prove themselves? Me. The Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, them, yeah. Are they ever going to lose again, Dennis Cox? No, not this rate. Ever. No. Let's talk about the Canes and their winning ways after this. question is, I asked before the break, will the Carolina Hurricanes ever lose again? Nope. They've won nine in a row after beating the Blackhawks last night. 3-0. Marty Natchez. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. Esper Faust and Jordan Martinook all scored. The Canes have now gotten a point, i.e. when they have lost, they've lost in overtime, in a franchise record 15 straight games. Impressive. My question, mm -hmm. because last year in October, remember they were, they didn't lose a game in October, and it turned yeah. out that they peaked in October. Yeah, they kind of, yeah, they kind of floundered. Are you track. worried that the Canes are peaking too soon again? No, I don't think so. I think the makeup of the team is a little bit different than it was last season because you have brought in, brought in a veteran like. Paul Stastny, you do have a veteran that's still going to be coming into the fold in Max Pacioretty. Guys who have been there have done that. And so I think the I think it's just a little bit of a different makeup. And I think also the team may have learned from last year. It's like, hey, look, we're building this as – we're looking at it as a 100-game season, not as – Not just the regular not season. Not just the regular season. So looking at it as 100 games in terms of playoffs, everything built into that. So I think they're – their mindset is obviously taking it day by day, but building to peak at the end of the season. Sure, they're going through a great stretch. Doesn't mean they've played great every single game or every single period in all these games. Like their second period yesterday was atrocious, but I think they're looking at it in a long term view of 
just getting to the playoffs. Worry about standings there. So you went over to the arena last night. I, I went home. I'm watching the game on Bally Sports, right? By the time I got home, Dennis, it's 2 nothing. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> when you're playing a bad team, and the mm-hmm. Blackhawks are a bad team, all right? You don't want to give them any hope. You don't want to give them any oxygen. Canes get the goal from Natchez and Fast in the first nine minutes of the game. So here's Rod Brendamore on the importance of that quick start and how it helped them win their ninth straight game. Great start. Really, that's what you know, put the game kind of in, in, in good shape for us. And then, yeah, we took the penalties and uh, just took the flow right out. It was just hard to kind of get any any rhythm going through that second. And I thought third was really good. A lot of times players and coaches will worry about the post, first game after mm-hmm. a break. How nice is it to see that? Like up right. Off. That was definitely a concern. I think we talked about it in the morning. Um, but, you know, you know, I guess like you saw first period was great, and that's, that's nice to see that we came back ready to go. One reason I would be encouraged if I'm the Hurricanes is they needed Marty Natchez to get back to his form from 21. Yeah. You know, last year he had 14 goals. He really struggled in his contract year, especially towards the end of the season. Such a talented player. He's so skilled. He's so fast. I remember last season, people were like, oh, they need to get rid of him. Or, you know, kind of overreacting to his own struggles. Oh, he's he's not coming back. You know what? Don Waddell made the right move. Got him on a cheaper deal. Gave him kind of a bridge deal. And said, we still have faith in you. We still want you to be a part of this team. And kind of like Andrei Svechnikov the year before, mm-hmm. where he was dealing with the contract issues and it kind of weighed down on him. These are young guys, Dennis. Oh, yeah. He's still and, 23 years old. And even though they're making a lot of money, they're about to make even more money. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. And it could be. And it, look, Natchez already has. Last night was his 15th goal. Yeah. He's one behind his career high now. Yeah, that career like, high was 2019-2020, a season that got cut short. An abbreviated season. He but, was really good in the abbreviated season. He had 16, point, 16 goals, 20 assists in that abbreviated season. Now, the abbreviated season after that, 2020-2021. When he was 20 years old, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He had 14 and 27. <laughs> so his most points he's ever put up has been 41. That came over 53 games. A lot of people were expecting that pace throughout. Okay, 41, 41 points in 53 games. Okay, well, project that out over an 82-game season. Like, well, yeah, of course. That's a second line a- or Everyone thinks line it's going to be steps. A- everyone but at that age, steps. you know. He's still only 23 years old. Yeah, and then last year we saw kind of like that regression. It's like, uh, okay, didn't see the production last year that we all expected, but this season it's so, just it's been it's been great to see. And the what's impressive to me, two things. He's making more responsible plays defensively because a lot of times Rob Brendamore wouldn't trust him to go out there during a shift possibly because Okay, well, he's making mistakes defensively. I don't think he's going to be able to, to recover from that. Or do I trust him enough to make those plays defensively? But he's also doing the gritty stuff. Like the goal he scored yesterday, just got to the front of that puck just hits him and just bounces in. That's the kind of stuff that you didn't see him do from in past seasons. A lot of his goals that you saw last year came in situations like overtime where he has all this open ice and he can use his speed. No, he's actually doing the gritty stuff now, and his confidence is just sky high. It's been fantastic to see. Canes win three nothing. They've won nine straight, gotten points in fifteen straight games. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 like PlayStation numbers at this point. For yeah, them. it will end at some point, right? And here's the thing, Canes fans, when it does end, doesn't Don't mean overreact. the season's over. <laughs> like, how dare they? They had this streak and then they lost to this team. How dare? Like, they could very well lose on Friday to the Panthers, very well. But here's the thing, you got points in fifteen straight. It's, it will end at some point, but 
Are you really going to complain? They're in the Metro lead now. One thing I really like about this team and how they were constructed from this offseason, mm-hmm. they knew they would get Max Pacioretty after the All-Star break. They thought February, right? Yeah. Maybe around the, the time of the outdoor game. Well, yesterday, Adam Gold on the uh, Stormwatch broke that, yeah, Max Pacioretty yesterday practiced. Yeah. And not in a injured jersey. Yeah, non-contact so, jersey. you know, you talked to Rod Brendamore about it, and Rod said that was – Max's choice because mm-hmm. he wants to see himself get ramped back up. But I love that they always knew that they had this piece coming to complement. Now, they couldn't have planned for Sebastian Ajo's injury mm-hmm. this season, but they did plan for giving Natchez a bigger role, giving Yasperi Kokanyemi a bigger role. And, you know, Dennis, when you know something else is coming, another piece is coming, yep. guess what that does to those second and third line guys? Hey, or Jordan Martinuk. Hey, you know what? If I want to be on the ice when Pacioretty's healthy, I need to produce. Yeah. And I think you're seeing a lot of that push uh, on this on the on the, the forward spots. Well, if, especially if you look at that third line. It's like you mentioned Jordan Martinuk. In, that, in the 15-game point streak, he has five goals and five assists. Yeah. When you talk about a career yeah. renaissance, where the heck did that come from? Yeah, well, I think also with, with him is that he's dealt with injuries a lot over sure. the last few years. I think this is actually the first time since his first season when he came to Carolina, that he actually had a full healthy offseason because he's had some hernia surgeries and things along those lines that have, obviously, you're recovering from that, so you, it's hard to get ramped up for a season when you're recovering from an injury. So just to see him put together these numbers up, it's, it's been fantastic. You know the best way to recover? Luka Doncic has the answer. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.